Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Minority leader in the state Senate, Rob Ort. Uh, Rob, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Now, this week we uh, we learned of the governor's budget and uh, the Republicans in the Senate, the Senate Republican Conference, uh, put out their agenda. And, Rob, I'm going to start with the first thing uh, on the list because it's something that I've done multiple shows about, and that is permanently capping the state spending. Uh, go yeah. through the steps to do that because it seems like spending in New York State has been a problem for as long as I can remember. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely has been. Um, and and even in the years where, you know, there were some years under Governor Cuomo where um, where he professed that we, we kept spending at 2% or whatever. But a lot of that, when you look back, was sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors and there was some uh, uh, creative uh, accounting that, that sort of led him to make that claim. The truth was it was usually at at least 3 or 4 or even 5%. Uh, back then, but even those numbers would be would be uh, looked at as as fiscally conservative in comparison since 2019, when you had total democratic control in the legislature, uh, as I, and obviously the governor's mansion, and and so um, over the years, you know, we, we've instituted a, a tax cap, and that has capped uh, the the growth of budgets, uh, the amount uh, taxes can grow uh, at the local level. So whether it's you know towns and villages. Uh, county governments, cities, uh, and obviously school districts all live uh, under that that tax cap. Um, but the one entity that does not live under that tax cap is the state of New York. And um, you know, even when we, even when when Governor Cuomo used to talk about the two percent cap, that was a that was just you know us trying to keep it down. And certainly the Republican uh, majority back then in the Senate uh, were really the ones who were driving that notion that we should limit spending. Um, there is no there's nothing in law that says the state of New York has to, you know, uh, spend under two percent or spend to up to two percent or or whatever it might be. When I took office, Joe, to put this in perspective for our listeners, for your listeners, when I took office in 2015, uh, I believe the state budget, the total budget that year was a hundred and I want to say like one hundred and seventy eight million dollars or one hundred seventy eight billion dollars. Today. Uh, technically, less than a decade later, it is at two hundred and thirty billion dollars. Um, and, and, and that has gone up exponentially really in the last four to five years. 
Uh, if you go back to 2019, uh, I think it was 190 something billion dollars, maybe 192. Today it's 230. So just in the last four to five years, and obviously things have gone up. I think everyone understands that. Uh, but the state of New York has not tightened its belt. The state of New York has not um, uh, reined any kind of spending in and, and focused our spending on the areas that state government should be spending taxpayer dollars. Um, and nothing highlights that more than the, the $4.3 billion uh, we're going to spend on the New York City migrant crisis. And I could you know, uh, highlight several other things. So our focus is this should be a state law. We should pass a law that limits the growth of the state budget. That'd be the simplest way. We did it for municipalities. We do it for school districts. We do it for local government. There's no reason we should not lead by example and hold ourselves to the same standard. Now, uh, Senator, I got to ask you this because uh, we were we asked um, Senator uh, Sean Ryan and Assemblyman uh, John Rivera to come on both declined. So I'm going to ask you this question. Are there any Democrats who have talked about the uh, spending in New York State and might be on board with what you're talking about? There are. I don't know if there's any Western New York Democrats, um, and I, I certainly don't want to speak for somebody. So to be fair, uh, you know, I can think of one or two that might. I think be empathetic or might be uh, interested in something like that or support it. But uh, absent them telling me that or, or saying that publicly, I don't want to speak for them. Um, the, the two you mentioned uh, would not be on that list, to be fair. Um, and uh, But there are Democrats, as well as in the Assembly, uh, across other parts of the state that I have spoken to and I know have publicly in the past stated um, – that they, they are concerned about the growth of spending as well, because they represent similar communities. It, it tends to be the, 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 the Democrats who represent New York City. This just tends to be a, a complete non-issue. The idea of capping spending, of capping uh, the growth in taxes, you know, when you're talking to someone from Westchester, from Manhattan, um, even, you know, even from parts of, of, of uh, Long Island, potentially, or the Hudson Valley, uh, you know, constituents down there that for whatever reason this does not seem to resonate maybe as as much uh but certainly i think whether you're talking to a republican or a democrat uh new yorker in you know the capital region in western new york in rochester i think all of them would would say you know not only do we need to rein in spending that that to me is an obvious yes i mean two don't forget 230 plus billion dollars that doesn't include the city of New York's budget or the city of Buffalo's budget or the city. So, so those budgets, you know, are what they are. And then you have the, the, the state budget on top of that. And obviously there's some overlap there, but at the end of the day, it's the same people. It's New York taxpayers who are paying for all of these things. And I just think the state of New York and our elected officials, again, we should, we should not be telling local mayors and County executives and school uh, districts, you can't spend beyond this. But we can. Uh, and that just does not seem to, uh, you know, it's sort of do as I say, not as I do, which probably could be the inscription on the state capitol. But that's not really how we should be. Uh, we should be governing.
Another issue that you guys uh, talked about in uh, in your outline here, and this is another thing that has come up numerous times, and I would say even before COVID, and that is the business climate in New York State. I remember about a decade back, it seemed every commercial break during the Mets games uh, on SNY, there was a commercial about how New York is becoming business friendly. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, that's just not the case. Uh, what would you like to address to make New York State more business friendly? Well, so it's a, you know, it's a combination. I mean, there's a thousand things we could do. A, you could probably do a week show on what we need to do to make New York uh, business friendly. Ironically, those commercials, I, I, you mentioned that, and I, I always used to laugh. The commercials were here in New York, and I always had to kind of laugh because I thought to myself, if we're trying to attract business, shouldn't we be showing these commercials elsewhere? Like, why are we, why are we trying to convince New Yorkers? that New York is business friendly, we either know or we don't. And most people, again, already sort of have their – I never understood why talking about how New York is open for business, uh, it, it was it – was, it seemed more of a political commercial than it was to actually attract economic development. And I'm sure those commercials came at a very, very expensive uh, price tag. But that being aside, look, at New York is – it's always been high red tape, high tax, high regulation. The state of New York – Whether the federal government has a regulation, the state of New York has to have another regulation as well. So if you're a small business, very often you have to deal with your county department of health, your state department of health, and your, uh, you know, some some kind of federal uh, uh, bureaucracy as well. That's three layers, sometimes not even working in unison or very often not working in unison. And, And those are kind of the hidden costs. When I talk to business, it's really the regulatory environment. Several years ago, I introduced a bill, still part of our package, that would, for every new regulation that would be put in place, uh, we would have to either remove one uh, or, or remove up to two regulations uh, before, because very often regulations pile on top of regulations, even when old or outdated ones no longer exist. And so we, rather than just pass a new regulation or pass, I shouldn't say pass, pass a new law, or when a state agency puts in a new regulation, they have to basically comb their books and, and find an outdated or old regulation that needs to be done away with. Because those are the things that add, um, they add cost to our small businesses. Obviously, the fact that we're the highest tax state in the country does not help. We have to cut uh, taxes. We should be able to reduce taxes in this state. Um, but then we're also doing things on the energy side, energy policy, uh, energy regulations, that is absolutely going to drive businesses out of New York, and it's going to prevent businesses from coming in here. A lot of your large employers, Joe, guess what they also are? They're large energy users, right? Whether it's a advanced manufacturing, whether it's a microchip uh, uh, factory. Um, you know, we have a ton of small manufacturers uh, here in western New York uh, and across the state of New York. These are high energy users. And and when you look at some of the, the, the energy um, – regulations coming in, it is hard to imagine that these businesses will be able both to survive or that they would even want to be here. So when you're talking about uh, attracting companies from around the world or around this country, uh, outside of us handing them millions of taxpayer dollars, when people see this, and I know businesses talk about all the money we give away to get that's the only way we're going to get businesses here. It's not just, be, you know, it's because you can't get businesses to come to New York absent those huge incentives. And very often when those incentives lapse, they leave. 
very often they don't meet even their hiring goals, as we know from a lot of stories that have been covered. The reason they don't meet their hiring goals is because very often they, they can't find uh, the talent because, as we know, many of New Yorkers, many of the 20-year-olds, 20, 30-year-olds 20 who these companies would hire, they have left uh, to go elsewhere. So New York State has to look at some of the root causes of why it's been tough for business in this state, and not just business in Manhattan and Brooklyn. That, that's great. We, obviously, we want New York City economically to do very well, but the economy is very different in Rochester, in Buffalo, in Lockport, North Tonawanda, in Marilla than it is in... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. In, uh, you know, the Hudson Valley in Brooklyn and New York City. Last week, we talked with uh, Senator Pat Gallivan about the crime, uh, the criminal justice that was addressed in the state of the state. We also see that it's addressed in the governor's budget. Uh, it's also addressed in uh, your um, in your outline as well. Do you think she, the governor, has gone far enough? This new focus, it seems, from the governor's office on the criminal justice. Is it just the beginning? Is it going far enough? What would you like to see? So I appreciate her focus on it, meaning her personal effort to talk about the, the, the crime issue, the increase in, in not just crime, but in very specific kinds of crime, retail theft, carjackings, assaults, domestic violence. The problem that I, I, I see is that the focus, the, the, the effort by her is often blunted, quite frankly, uh, by her allies, her Democratic allies in the Senate and the Assembly. And you have to look no further than last year when she wanted to make uh, changes, substantial changes, or I think what she would have felt were substantial changes to the cashless bail, the catch and release law that was passed, and ultimately got very, very cosmetic nominal changes to it. And the price of that was a budget that was over 30 days late. So the budget was late by over a month, and she really did not get you know, uh, a lot of substantial changes at all to the to the pro-criminal uh, catch-and-release uh, policy known as cashless bail. And now she's coming up with a, a task force on retail theft. And look, at retail theft's a problem. And, and so, okay, uh, you know, you want to do a task force, fine. But I think that, that highlights that she doesn't believe she can push, push forward an actual policy because she doesn't believe that the Democrats in the Senate and the Assembly, including ones here in Western New York, will pass any kind of tangible criminal justice reform or, or reform to the pro-criminal policies. They, they will not touch cashless bail. They won't touch discovery 
changes. They won't you know, deal with less is more or, or look at uh, possible impacts of clean slate. Uh, in fact, they want to go even further. The Democrats in the Senate and the Assembly want to go even further, push more of these kinds of policies. And so I think the governor, um, you know, look, at she's the governor. She got a lot of cachet, uh, a task force to address retail theft. Um, you know, it's going to produce paper and probably not a lot of results. Uh, it'll produce a report uh, with recommendations. But unless the Democrats in the Senate and the Assembly have the political will to enact any of those uh, changes, nothing is going to happen. Uh, Democrats' view on retail theft is really simple. Lock up toothpaste and baby formula instead of the people who are stealing toothpaste and baby formula. That seems to be their mindset. Um, and, uh, and, and again, we can talk about car thefts, which are up in Buffalo, up in Rochester. Um, just no real desire. Uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., Democrats there actually passed a bill that would make carjacks, would, would not make carjacking a crime. Uh, that was their response. So this is the issue. This is the issue with far left Democrats uh, like in D.C., like in New York City. Their answer, uh, you know, if, if you're not passing the test, then it's got to be something wrong with the test. It's not it's not, uh, you know, making you uh, better prepared for the test. If people are stealing more products in stores, then we got to lock up the products because that's better or fairer or most more socially just or more woke than locking up the person stealing the, these things. So until we get serious about accountability and public safety, um, you know, I don't expect a lot to change, regardless of the governor's focus on the topic. We are speaking with the minority leader in the state Senate, Rob Ort, uh, on the Trocare College live line. Uh, Senator, education is another thing in the budget and also in your agenda. Now, I don't like to put my opinion out on this show, uh, but it seems like Albany's response to education is just throw more money at it. Um, you know, that doesn't always seem to get the results they want. Uh, what is your plan for education? What's the problem with education in New York State and what would you like to see fixed? This is, you know, this is a, a a very tough topic. Meaning, it's a tough, it's a tough issue. If there was one thing we could do to fix it, um, I think it would have been done by now. Uh, the reality is, uh, this is a multi-pronged challenge. Um, first of all, right now you're dealing with uh, schools are all across the state are dealing with the pandemic learning loss, which is, you know, during COVID, uh, we know now that and and New York State enacted policies that kept kids out of school longer, uh, that kept kids at home, uh, even in, in districts and in places where kids did not have regular access to broadband or, or high-speed internet or the technology to be able to be as productive remotely. And uh, what is indisputable today is that there has been a real impact, uh, what do you want to call it, learning loss or uh, you know a COVID learning hangover, whatever term you want to apply, but this is an impact. And who does it impact? It impacts kids who have, you know, uh, tougher situations at home. It impacts poorer kids. It impacts kids who might not have access uh, to certain things uh, because that's sort of the sometimes the equalizer. Um, you know, if you got a strong, uh, solid home life, you know, mom and dad or, or your parents are going to make sure that you're kind of you're, you're doing your homework. You're on top of things. Uh, but if you're going home and no one's doing that uh, and you're not in school, um, or you have a teacher that doesn't care, uh, we know those kids are going to be impacted far worse. And you see that, of course, in certain districts. You see that in, in inner city districts, the big five, as they call it, New York City, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and Yonkers. Um, you know, these districts 
the amount of money that goes to them, um, and if you look at the education results, uh, it, it, it's not great. It, it just simply is not great. And I don't put that all on the teachers. I don't put that all on the school. It's a collective shared responsibility from the, from the parents to the, to the teachers to the children themselves. I mean, everyone's got to sort of own up their part in this. It is, it is, it is not only the teachers have them for a few hours a day, if that. So there, there's a collective responsibility. But increasingly, these schools are being asked to raise kids. I mean, they're not even educating kids. Like when I was in school, you're, you're feeding them breakfast. You're feeding them lunch. Uh, and in some cases, you're, you're going to be feeding them dinner at some point. Um, and so I think when, when you look at the price tag, the challenge, I think, for a lot of uh, maybe folks who are a little older, like myself uh, and, and beyond, is that school when I was there was about re- you know, te- learning math and, and science and reading and writing and, and, and being prepared to go out into the workday world or go to college or what have you. Now, at some level, it's become a social experiment. Uh, we're raising kids. Uh, we're also, I think, indoctrinating kids, which is something that I am, am very concerned about. But it's just changed. It's, it's no longer – you can't just – it's not apples to apples to compare school today to school 20 years ago and certainly beyond that. And I think um, we have to have a real discussion about what are we actually expecting and where is the role of parents, what is the role of teachers, what is the role, obviously, of administrators, uh, because the education budget, to your point, has gone up, up, and up. And the same schools that have always been good are still good, regardless of the change in money. And the same schools that have always struggled – are still struggling regardless of the increase in funding. I have one minute and one last question, and that has to do with the illegal immigrant or the migrant situation in New York State. Has that been addressed? What, what are the next steps in the Senate in, in Albany uh, to address the problem here in New York State? Joe, this is maybe the most egregious thing so far. You know, $4.3 billion over the last two years, $1.9 billion last year, $4.3 billion this year. We were told this was going to be a New York City issue. We were told that you know taxpayers around the state would be held harmless of, of this crisis. We all we know that it's completely been a lie. It's totally false. School districts are on the hook uh, with, with, for, for the, the students they've taken in. Uh, and as a student uh, superintendent said to me yesterday, you know we all want to take care of people, but it costs money. And now we're at four point three billion dollars. Not one dollar should be spent on this crisis until New York City addresses the root cause which is the sanctuary city's policy. Just keep in mind, and I'll close out with this, many of these migrants, their asylum cases will not be, uh, they will not receive asylum. They will not be granted asylum. But guess what? So if they're not, they're in New York City. And you know what that means? That means when federal immigration officials want to identify them to deport them because their asylum case was not granted, New York City Police Department and local law enforcement are prohibited from working with federal officials to identify and, and, and find those folks. So bottom line is, once they're here, they're here. We're paying for it to the tune of $4.3 billion. At the same time, we're making cuts or holding flat funding to a lot of other things that taxpaying legal residents of New York uh, are paying for and are demanding. So it's just a complete misplaced, misplacement of priorities, and it's a politically manufactured crisis, and we're all footing the bill for it. That is Minority Leader Rob Ort. You can read A New Hope for Empire State, the 2024 Agenda Report uh, from the Senate Republican Conference. That's on his website. You can find the governor's budget over on her website as well. I have both right here in front of me. Uh, Easy to find, easy to print out. State Senator Rob Ort, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thanks, Joe. Go Bills. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.